It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's big stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. La Piedra, what a performance. Oh, hey, welcome in. Hey, by the way, thanks for coming in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, and I'm excited. Luis Castillo is back. And I know you're probably going to sit there and say, oh my gosh, he gave up three runs. Jeff, what are you talking about? 11 strikeouts? He gave everybody free pizza by himself. That is the Luis Castillo that we know. And look, there's no pitcher that's going to come out there and throw a shutout every time out. That's the kind of start that you expect from Luis Castillo. He is back, baby. We're going to talk about that and a lot more here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you for joining me. If you don't already follow the podcast, make sure that you do on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. We got a Jeff's Junk Mail segment coming up this Friday, so get your questions, comments, reactions in, whatever you've got. I've also got an idea for you as well, and shout out to our buddy Chad in Lancaster. He gave me this idea on the locker room yesterday. A question for every Reds fan out there, and if you're a fan of another team and maybe you have a superstition as well, that's fine too. Uh, I want to know, as a fan, do you have a superstition when it comes to watching the game? Like, Do you have to have uh, two cheese conies? Before you see a game, before you go to a game, I used to have that. I, you know, I tried to lose weight now, so I don't do that every time, but try to go to Skyline before every game. I don't know. I, I got rid of that though. But do you have uh, like your certain beer mug or do you have your certain chair that you sit in? I want to know if you've got a superstition. We're going to talk about that on Friday's podcast. So get those in 513 549. 0159. Last night, Luis Castillo had a big task. It wasn't just, hey, let's go out there and pitch well and try and give the Reds a chance to win. 
it was you got to prove some doubters wrong. You got to do some stuff to bring back the fans because everybody was out on him. It was to the point that people were saying that he should be pulled out of the rotation and, and all that kind of stuff. And granted, those are asinine takes, but that's where we were in the season that has been the struggle for Luis Castillo. He proved everybody wrong last night. Now, you're going to say, Jeff, he gave up six hits. He gave up a home run. He gave up three runs. What are you talking about? I'm talking about those 11 strikeouts. I'm talking about the fact that he had absolutely dominating stuff. What is the one thing that he hasn't had all year? He hasn't had that it factor, that ability to dominate hitters. He was throwing pretty much the same stuff that he had last night, it just wasn't working. It wasn't fooling hitters. They were hitting everything, not last night. Now, I know, yeah, you're going to point to that home run and say that he's not all the way back, but this was the step that we needed to see based on his performances before tonight or before last night because the biggest thing was even in the one start where he looked really good this year, I think it was like the third start of the year, where he pitched seven innings, he still didn't have that many strikeouts. And up to this point in the season, he had seven strikeouts per nine. That is remarkably low compared to his career norms. So 11 strikeouts, giving everybody free pizza in the fifth inning, that is Luis Castillo. He is back, and that is a huge development for this Reds team. Now, make no mistake about it, It sucks that they lost, but I almost count that as a win. And there's another development, not even Luis Castillo related. Ryan Hendricks is really looking good out of the bullpen. I know that you've heard his name in conjunction with games where the Reds are losing or there's blowouts or something like that, but it has worked to a T. The kid's confidence has been built up so well that he was just dominating Giants hitters last night. His two-pitch mix of the fastball slider, which is mostly slider because that slider is just redonkulous, was absolutely dominating every Giants hitter that came to the plate. Now, I know he's had trouble with walks in his early career, but look, he's a rookie. This is his first taste of Major League action. He is starting to look like a very good option out of the bullpen which is huge news because if you couple him with the new acquisition of Michael Feliz, who will hopefully be the kind of guy that you can rely on in a 7th, 8th inning, very close game type situation, now you're starting to see the formation of a strong bullpen. That was a nice performance by Ryan Hendricks. Sean Doolittle looked, yeah, he wasn't that great last night. Heath Hembry gave up the first run uh, his first earned run of the season I, I don't expect him to go all year with a zero ERA but he still had a little bit of a struggle of performance so it was nice to see Ryan Hendricks come in and shut the door from the bullpen because that opens up the idea and we're going to talk about this here in just a minute when it comes to Wade Miley's start tonight that opens up the idea that there are days that you don't have to pitch TJ Anton. It feels like there for a little while, we only wanted to see T.G. Antone out of the bullpen. 
and now Lucas Sims is going, and, and you know, it's nice to have more than two guys that you can count on in the bullpen. So I, I think we'll see Antone, maybe even Antone and Sims tonight. We're, we'll talk about that as to why in just a minute. But it was very, very encouraging to see Luis Castillo's performance because he was dominating hitters, hitting 99 on his fastball with all that life that it has. And he was throwing it exactly where he wanted it. I love the way the Cowboy was talking about it. You know, he, he is back to the Luis Castillo that we all know and love. And I get it. You're going to say, Jeff, he, he got a loss. Number one, if you're going to throw a pitcher's record at me, I'm pretty much not going to have that discussion with you because I've told you multiple times, I don't think pitcher records mean anything whatsoever. It was a stat that was, com- it was compiled in the early 1900s. And actually, I think it was even before then. It was basically just a way to describe the performance of the pitcher. That doesn't describe the performance of a pitcher anymore. Talk about his strikeouts. Talk about his walks. He did have three walks, although I think one of those were attributed to him. It was just an intentional walk. So uh, all intents and purposes, 11 strikeouts, two walks. That was an amazing night. Luis Castillo's back. Y'all can stop worrying about him. Y'all can stop hating on him. Because he is back, and that is a huge development. I don't even care about the result of the game for the Reds because that is a win in of itself. Now, there's a reason that I only talked about the pitching so far because the hitting got shut down, shut down by Anthony D. Sclafani. Uh, that that was a rough night at the plate for most guys. Of course, Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos still got theirs, but this was a night where no one else was stepping up. And I get it, Vado and Moose. Moose pinch hit and he struck out on a bad pitch that was up in the, that was way up and out of the zone, but he's kind of been off and on with the heel contusion. He's going to be back soon. It's not an issue that is going to get worse for him. So when he comes back to the lineup, we'll have that threat again. Gino still it, it, it feels like he is still climbing the ladder. He hasn't gotten back yet. I've tried to will it into existence. A couple of times, but he, he's just not back yet. It seems like he's still a little bit of a detriment there in the middle of the lineup, although he did have some hard-hit balls against Anthony DiSclefani. They just happened to be on the ground and right at fielder. So overall, not a great night for the bats, but the, hey, the fielding, you know why we haven't talked about it? Nothing happened. That's a great thing. They didn't do anything wrong. It was a nice, no-mistakes night. Now. You know, it's not as if they were amazing, but they didn't make any egregious errors, and that's a good thing. And and that overall is the game. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me last night was Castillo, and to a smaller degree, the continuing development of Ryan Hendricks, who I think is starting to insert his name into a much bigger role in this bullpen. All right. We're going to look at tonight. We're, we're going to talk about Wade Meyer coming up here in just a minute. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. 
Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get started today. And I got a question for you. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Plus, they add in the occasional limited time flavor. You got to check it out today. You can check out my favorite flavor, Cherry Barcia, or they've got coconut, coconut almond, which basically tastes like a uh, almond joy. Uh, they've got raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everyone. And if you're not sure which one's your favorite, you can create a mixed box. That way you can try all the flavors and find your favorite one. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. There's even a couple that have even more like 18 grams of protein. Order them today and get that cherry barcia or, you know, try mint brownie or a mix box, whatever you like. When it comes to Built Bar, you can also save by using the promo code LOCKED15. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Use that promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15. So for tonight's game, the Reds have now dropped two straight to the Giants. They've got two games left in this series to break even, and tonight they got Wade Miley going up on the hill. The last time Wade Miley pitched wasn't great. The three innings, 11 hits, a whole bunch of runs, gave up a couple homers, a lot of mistakes. Some of that could be attributed to bad defense, but for the most part, it was a bad night for Wade Miley. That was following the no-hitter. So, who is he? Well, he's somewhere in between. He's not the three innings, a billion runs kind of pitcher. He's also not the no-hitter every kind of night pitcher. That was that was a great night for him, but that is by no means the expectation. The nice thing is, Wayne Miley is one of the best pitchers when it comes to average exit velocity against. 84 miles an hour is the average exit velocity of any contacted ball in fair play off of a Wade Miley pitch. League average is 88 miles an hour, so he is doing really well in that department, and that is a huge reason why you're looking at like an expected ERA of 3.3 for our man Wade. That is phenomenal numbers. Those are way better than his career numbers when, like I was saying in the preseason, we only wanted him to be like career Wade Miley because last last year, the couple of times that we saw him, we weren't impressed. So what was he going to give us? So far, he has given us stellar baseball off the mound, and I look for more of the same. I'm not saying that he's going to come out and shut out the Giants like he did back in April back at Oracle Park, but it is very well within the range of possibilities that he's going to keep him to three runs or less. 
which make no mistake about it, anybody that I, I still I, people complaining about the fact that Luis Castillo only went five innings and gave up three runs is not a good start. Just just get out of here. Stop talking about it. Luis Castillo had a good night. And if you're going to give me five innings of three runs or less from Wade Miley, I'll take that too, because I'm expecting this lineup to give them way more run production than they did last night. Then you add in the awesome kind of duality that is Wade Miley, and then you can bring in TJ Anton. You've got a cut fastball changeup guy, and then a fastball slider guy. And one's lefty, one's a righty. That's a brilliant idea for messing up any lineup strategy. And I love the fact that the Reds could do this tonight because TJ Antone didn't pitch on Tuesday. I I think that he can be a huge factor, and this could be another nice setup to where you could go Wade Miley for five or even six, depending on how well he's pitching. And then you could go TJ Antone for two, or hell, if you want to be adventurous, you could throw him for the final three outs of the game and stretch him out a little bit, or final three innings of the game and stretch him out a little bit more. And I think that that is the kind of winning combination that will give the lineup the ability to go in and score runs. Now we're going to talk about who they have to score the runs against here in a moment because that, that's, that's a whole nother animal. But from the pitching side of things, I've been very happy with what Wade Miley has brought to the table. And his last start in Colorado wasn't a start that got me all in a tizzy or mad or anything like that. I wasn't looking at it like, oh gosh, here we go. I don't think that that is an indication that we are seeing a change in Wade Miley's season. I think that was just a, dude, I just pitched a no-hitter, and oh my gosh, I got to pitch again. So he kind of got rocked a little bit. And I think that he's going to be a lot better today against this Giants lineup. And just the idea of piggybacking TJ Antone, get him ready. I want to see him in the rotation. I think that you, with the development that I talked about in the first segment of Ryan Hendricks, the addition of Michael Feliz, and the continued breakout of Amir Garrett, coupled with the strength of Lucas Sims, you don't need to remainder TJ Antone to the bullpen. And I think he's way more valuable in the rotation, especially to a red side who desperately needs consistency out of their starting pitching because that's probably been, over the last couple of weeks, that's been the biggest bugaboo for them and the reason that they've struggled and played 500 baseball. So hopefully tonight we see a nice long outing for TJ Antone. I also think that, you know, Wade Miley, five, six innings is about what you can expect for him every time out. He's going to go out there. He's going to be quick. He's going to be like that guy that knows exactly what he needs at the grocery store. I just need milk. I'm going in for milk. I'm getting milk and we're leaving. And he runs in, grabs the milk, goes through the checkout line, bing, bang, boom. That's how Wade Miley pitches. If he gives up contact and he gets outs in the field, that's great. If his defense doesn't help him out, that's fine too. He still doesn't slow down. It's it's kind of fun to watch how Wade Miley pitches because it's so much a departure from what we see from other guys. Like Anthony DiScofani last night was pretty slow on the mound. I'm not going to lie. And, and you see Jeff Hoffman out there like planning his week ahead of time before he gets the sign from Tucker or from Tyler Stevenson. And it's just like, oh my gosh, Wade Miley is a breath of fresh air in that department. And we'll see if he can continue that fresh air 
tonight. Now, how's he going to get the run support? Because we got a banged up lineup and we've got a dude on the mound that is pretty adept at keeping the runs off the board. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. I've got a great way for you to get off the bench and get in the game and start making some cash off your sports knowledge today. That's at betonline.ag. They are the number one sports book that I trust with my money when it comes to my sports wagering, and you should too. Betonline.ag has all the best lines when you're talking about Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA as they're heading into their playoff season, or as well as combat sports like UFC and boxing. Check it out today, betonline.ag. And when you do, set up your profile with the promo code Locked On. You'll get 50% more on your initial deposit just for typing that in. That's betonline.ag and the promo code Locked On to get 50% more on your initial deposit. You can check out the money lines on all the games happening today, the run lines or the point spreads, depending on which sport you're looking at. And they've got great prop bets as well. You can hone in on individual players. If you think that they're going to have a big game, you can throw some money on that today. That's betonline.ag. And when you set up your profile, type in the promo code Locked On. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We talked about Wade Miley in this game and the possible pitching arsenal that the Reds can throw out between the duality of Wade Miley and TJ Antone. The Reds' lineup has got a tall task on their hands tonight with what the Giants can throw at them, and that's starter Kevin Gossman. Gossman has been phenomenal. There's no two ways to describe that. He's just had an amazing year in eight starts. He has a ERA that just absolutely would make any pitcher completely jealous of 1.84. And when you kind of look at his predictors, he's not really getting that unlucky. His FIP is still in the twos. So it's not as if he's just getting great defense behind him or anything like that. He's just been phenomenal. And when you look at the way that his starts have gone this season, The Reds, on April 13th, whenever they faced him, put up five runs on Gosman. That is the only start, the only start that Kevin Gosman has this season in which he gave up more than one earned run. In fact, in every other start, he's given up exactly one earned run except for his start immediately following the Reds game where he threw six shutout innings against the Phillies. Dude uh, has just been absolutely ridiculous. And in his last outing, eight innings against the Pirates, 12 strikeouts, no walks. Dude has it working. He's got a fastball and a split-finger change combo. He, he throws a slider like a very small, tiny percentage of the time, but he gets so many swings and misses on the split-finger change 
it is one of just three pitches. I saw this. Shout out to Reds Content Plus in the morning spin. That's a great uh, reference, great uh, everyday newsletter in your email. It'll actually make you want to read your email uh, each and every day. They they kind of break down the news of the day for the Reds in the in the post game recap of yesterday, and they take a look at uh, today's game. And when they were looking at Kevin Gossman, his split finger change is one of the three pitches in Major League Baseball that has been thrown more than 200 times and has garnered a whiff rate of better than 28%. That's phenomenal. So when you look at this outing today that Kevin Gossman is going to have, the Reds have got to find a way to put runs on the board against a guy who does not give up runs. And you're going to say, well, Jeff, they already did it once. They, gave, they got five runs on him last month. That's no guarantee. In fact, Kevin Gossman may very well flip the script on them today. Hopefully not, but they're once again, I mean, we're without Joey Votto for at least another two weeks, probably. And Moose is still a question mark. Hopefully he's back in the lineup today because a lineup with Moose is much better than a lineup without Moose. And against Kevin Gosman, they're going to need everything they've got because they want to earn this series split. The Giants are a good team. Make no mistake about it, they were barely treading water splitting the series against a bad Rockies team. And part of that was the Rockies just continually gave the game back to the Reds. The Giants are not going to do that. The Giants have a great pitching staff, good defense, and a pretty decent lineup as well, they are the kind of team that finds ways to win. So how do the Reds step up and find a way to win against a team that's not going to hand them the ball game? They've got to do that by scoring a lot of runs because they've set this team up to where they want to win 7-6 to six every time out. Well, if you don't score seven runs, you're not going to win. And maybe, you know, obviously last night was five runs because they only gave up four. But that's the thing too. Like you look, you view a pitcher's performance differently based on the run support that he gets. What is Wade Miley going to get tonight from this lineup? Who's going to step up? Because Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos are doing their part. Nick Castellanos is one of the best hitters in all of baseball, and then Jesse Winker has the best average in the National League. I mean, when you look at the expected weighted on base average of both guys, they are phenomenal. And Nick Castellanos is at 412. That's in the stratosphere, man. That's like top 5% of the league. Get these guys some help in the lineup with somebody behind him. I mean, Naquin has been getting unlucky. He's hitting the ball hard, but he's hitting it right at people. And maybe Gino, maybe tonight is the night that he officially is back. I, I talked about it in the earlier segments that, okay, he's shown some signs of life, but he is still showing that he, he's trying to do too much every other at-bat. There, there, you can tell that there's some at-bats that he is going up there and he's like, I am ready to just destroy this ball. And he ends up going down hacking at a pitch that's way outside the zone. So hopefully he can step up tonight because if you get him back, that makes this lineup a lot more dangerous because pitchers just don't care if they throw strikes to Nick Castellanos anymore. You've got Winker and Castellanos at the top of the lineup. They have a hard time pitching a Winker because you can't pitch around him to get to Castellanos. 
But if you've got nobody on base and Castellanos up and you're the opposing pitcher, you have no qualms for walking Nick Castellanos. There, there's a lot, it, it, he's a lot less dangerous to opposing pitchers if he's standing on first base rather than if he's in the batter's box. And opposing pitchers know that, and Kevin Gosman certainly is going to know that. Although his split finger change is probably going to give Castellanos fits tonight. So hopefully they can get on Gosman's fastball, which that's not exactly saying a lot because his fastball is still really good too. It's not as if his fastball is a meat pitch and he just has a split finger change. There's a reason that he can only throw two pitches and have a 1.8 ERA. This is going to be a tough night at the ballpark for the Reds lineup. Hopefully they can find ways to put together rallies and get some runs on the board because I believe that Wade Miley is going to keep them in this. I don't think this is going to be, this is going to be another situation like Castillo where he only gives up three runs. The bullpen's only going to give up one more. And then you're going to have the kind of night that the lineup just needs to score runs. We'll see if they can do that here tonight. And we'll be talking about that tomorrow. I mentioned today that we were going to look at some trade targets, but I just, I really got carried away talking about Luis Castillo because I was so happy. I was so happy to see him pitch the way that he was. I was jumping up and down. I just moved into a new apartment and my wife was like, oh my God, you're going to like make the neighbors hate us. But I was happy because he looked amazing. And I think that that is the jumping off point for where Luis Castillo is going to be at the end of the season, which is going to be one of the top pitchers in the National League. I firmly believe that. All right. That's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Like I mentioned at the start, make sure you're following the podcast. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you this season. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. But that'll do it for us here today. Also, oh, yeah, before we go, forgot, almost forgot that. We had the question, what is your superstition as a fan when it comes to watching the game, maybe your pregame ritual, something you've got, let me know. 513-549-0159. All right, that'll do it. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.